Hey friends, Hannah here with the Practically Well podcast, where I will be bringing you amazing holistic guests to educate, inspire, and empower you to live your healthiest, fullest life in a practical way. As an acupuncturist and coach, I believe that the mind and body are deeply connected and that when we can tap into these natural reservoirs within ourselves and heal, anything is possible. So it is my goal to bring you a variety of transformative topics and practices to the table in a simple, digestible way so that you can break down old barriers, seek out new holistic methods, and up-level your mindset and life so that you can get wherever you want to go. It is all in your hands, and I'm here to be your guide. So let's get started. Hey friends, and welcome to another beautiful day on the Practically Well podcast. So the last few weeks have definitely been a bit of an emotional whirlwind, to say the least, for my family and I, as my grandfather has been making his way towards the end of his life and passed away uh, recently. And death, you know, it's always been a challenging concept for me. And, you know, I've experienced a fair amount of it thus far in life. You know, I've experienced the passing of friends, an ex-boyfriend, numerous family members, and each time it hits me a little bit differently. And this one just really struck my heart particularly deep as he was one of my favorite grandparents. (laughs) I know how that sounds, but he really was. He was kind. He was patient. He always was sharing stories and books. And I always just felt pure love in his presence. He was the smartest man I ever met. And I really just looked up to him in so many ways. He was also incredibly healthy. So even though it wasn't really rational, I I just, part of me always believed that somehow he was going to live forever. And death means a lot of things to people and in a lot of different ways. And we all go through it differently. So for me, with this process in particular with him, the first week of his decline, when things started moving in that direction, was a very dark time for me. I felt really alone and scared and sad and just really deep in that grieving process, even though he wasn't gone yet. And I really felt spiritually connected to him and could almost feel his fear and his almost angst in in this beginning of transitioning. And it was the beginning of a big transition. And there was a lot of adjustment and emotion moving around in all the ways. And even in the ups and downs with his condition that week, You know, he would have moments where he would come to and be super lucid and talking, and then he would be kind of asleep and mumbling. But even in the moments where it seemed like he was stabilizing, I really just knew intuitively that this was the beginning of the end. And I think that he did too. And grief is, uh, it's an emotion that we so often stray away from or attempt to push aside or bury in the back of our closet. And I've certainly been in that boat before, but this time I felt like I just leaned all in. 
I leaned into the grief. I <laughs> cried a lot. I took time by myself and I just let myself be in that dark, sad place. And, you know, what I've found is, and what I've learned is the difference between sadness and grief is that sadness, if you're sad about something, someone can say something funny or, you know, whatever, and cheer you up and you'll, you'll feel better relatively quickly. But when you're really grieving a loss, whatever that loss is, you have to feel that weight and nobody can lightly bring you out of it. There's, there's not that joy lift that happens necessarily. You can certainly feel joy and be grieving, but your grief is your own process and it has this weight to it and this stillness and this need for space. And so I took that. And I also reminded myself over and over that it was okay to be in this place and that this, like everything, would not last forever. And then in the second week, as he was kind of transitioning toward hospice and, and continuing to decline, I really took time to reflect on who he was and just his life for, for what I knew of it, that is. And while my heart still felt heavy, I felt lighter, kind of like that dark cloud had lifted. And I continued to create space for my heart to process and be wherever it needed to be. And, you know, I went for several walks and just took time. Um, and on one walk in particular, I really talked with him. You know, I got this sense that it was going to be very close and he ended up passing a few days later. And so I just took some time and talked to him and told him how much I loved him and how much I was going to miss his presence on the planet. And I also encouraged him to pass on. And I then asked him what he wanted me to know. And I heard four things. One, to let go of expectations for what you think your life should look like. Two, love freely. Three, allow space for peace. And four, trust yourself. And these messages, as they always do when I'm kind of commuting with, with different spirits, they, they just come flooding into my mind and it feels so separate from my own thoughts. And so they, they did, they, they rushed into my mind and it was as though he really was walking alongside me saying them. And I felt them settle in these messages he wanted to share. And he always had so many words of wisdom to share and reflecting back on it later. Cause of course, as I'm kind of hearing these messages, I pull up my phone and I start jotting them down to make sure I don't forget them. And in reading them later, I, I realized that they were things I needed to hear even more than I realized. And after that walk was over, I took a deep breath, thanked him and said goodbye. And he passed a couple of days later. And while my heart still misses his physical presence, what I've realized this week is that I really feel more connected to him now than ever because 
he and my grandmother lived out in Chicago and we saw them a lot when we were younger and into teen years, but for a variety of reasons, we hadn't seen each other in quite some time. And I, I missed him all the time. And, you know, during that week when I was in, in more of the dark place, I felt some feelings of regret for not having seen him as frequently as I have aged. But now I just, I feel this deep sense of peace with it because I know that even though his physical body is gone, I get to spend even more time with him whenever I want really, because his spirit is still so present and I feel him around me more than I have in many years. You know, I feel him by my side, guiding me and enjoying watching this beautiful life that I'm leading. And, and for that, having that sensation, I, and that feeling and that knowing, I am so, so grateful. And we, we really live our, our human existence in bodies just so filled with expectations and goals and worries and challenges. But the death of his human body has taught me so many things. And I'll share just a few of them with you guys here today. First, I am reminded that dying does not have to be tragic, but simply the ending of one part of the journey and the beginning of the next part. And when we're able to think of it this way, and sometimes that can take time, there's, there's almost this beautiful celebration of life and a sacred reconnection with that person's soul. And it allows us to stay divinely connected forever, oftentimes in an even deeper way than we experienced in life. Second, I'm reminded that being present in the experience of our human existence is one of the most important things that we do. We spend so much time getting lost in the past or fretting about the future. And in doing so, we miss all the beautiful little moments that are happening right in front of us. And I know that sounds cheesy. (laughs) And it's something that I've really been practicing leading up to his passing and afterward. You know, those little moments of waking up and having the sun coming in and, you know, snuggling with the fur babies or that amazing smell of a, your, you know, your favorite perfume or the breeze as it moves through the trees, you know, these, these simple things that we take for granted because it's just part of life. I find that I am taking time to appreciate those things in a different way and in a way that I know he always did. And, you know, these, these moments are so fleeting and maybe seemingly inconsequential, but when we pay attention to them and stay really, really, really present in this way, it can change the trajectory of our lives in more ways than we could have expected. The third thing is being reminded to let ourselves sit 
in all emotions and that that's the key to flowing through this human existence without stagnation or as little stagnation as possible. You know, we, we beat against the walls of anger and grief and sadness and fear, desperately trying to avoid them and replace them with things like joy and excitement and happiness. And while those emotions are good and important too, we're not supposed to feel happy all of the time. We're meant to experience both yin and yang, light and dark and highs and lows. And without that polarity, everything would just be beige. And we wouldn't know those extreme, beautiful emotions on either end of the spectrum. But when we allow that space for all of it, each emotion that we're experiencing and processing flows in and out in due time and leaves us with this feeling of so much greater space and so much greater peace. And the last one, although there's many more, but this is what I'll, the last one I'll leave you with is that the most important thing that we can do in this life is spread love and spend time with those we love and who love us. Yes, it is, of course, important to dream and plan and pay our mortgages and do all of the things. But when our time comes to leave the human life, we will not be thinking about the numbers we hit or the money we made or the statuses we achieved. We will be thinking about the people that we loved, the purpose we had, and the legacy we're leaving behind. And he left one hell of a legacy. So as I continue to live and be in the human world, I will carry on his legacy. I will continue to spend time in nature. I will continue to make better and better choices for my health every day. I will let go of my expectations and desire to try to control the future. I will continue to deepen my knowledge and follow my life's purpose to create healing in the world. I will love freely and without restriction. And possibly most importantly, I will slow down and take in the moment. One of the last things he said before passing on was this. Every night I pray that people will do good work and remember their ancestors. And I will, as his granddaughter, take his teachings and live into them the best that I can, knowing that he is always with me and is so, so proud. I will continue to do good work and remember and honor him. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Have a beautiful, magical, peace-filled rest of the week that is full of presence, love, and life. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you've heard, it would be everything if you could subscribe and share this podcast with your loved ones and community. It is my ultimate goal to connect and spread as much healing energy as possible, and every little bit helps. So thanks again for listening. I'm forever grateful. Namaste.